an off when it's a shite films and then staying for the good films. Probably whatever's natural. I mean, if that's yeah. how you feel. Is that how you I think feel? I think, yeah, it's a good way to start this podcast off because you will listen. And I think we should just draw attention to the fact that our uh, currently regular guest, Mr Paul Wilson, a.k.a. Dubs, jumps on and off for films that he thinks are going to be good versus films that he thinks are going to be shite. And I think that he should take the the shite with the good, or the good with the bad, however way you want to spin it. Did he say it? One at a time, please, guys. I don't really see an issue. I actually wish I could do that, but unfortunately I can't. (laughs) (laughs) So, all the power to him. No, I was just going to say, did he say he'd watched this film or not before? I couldn't remember if he just said he couldn't remember about a second watch or if he just looked at the review and thought, fuck this. I can uh, wholeheartedly, 110% put my mortgage on it that Paul Wilson will not give this film any second of his life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from listening to this podcast about it. Yeah, well, Paul, we know you are listening, so when uh, ever it's a shite movie, it's typically when Burnsy picks it. That you should uh, you should jump on and share the experience with us. Sorry, I don't speak moron as well as you, but let me try. What the hell is supposed to do, you moron? It's a moron. That's not against the law. Gun, you fucking moron. I stop like Batman. Because he is Batman, you moron. What are you, a fucking moron? Ah! You moron. Drop dead. Moron. Stepping morons like yourself. Be down, you moron! A hey, moron! Bid you farewell and good luck, morons. Bye. Because this shite movie we are talking about this week is a Netflix doc, a Netflix original movie. You're um, documentary there. I was going to say documentary. It's a, a true life documentary yeah. movie. <laughs> <laughs> which I would have been all over the fucking news if that did actually happen this um, we are talking about murder mystery, no not the most recent second one, we are talking about the first one a New York cop and his wife go on a European vacation to, to re-spark their marriage but an end, but they end up getting framed and on the run for the death of an elderly billionaire Jesus fucking Christ and to make it even worse it's starring Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston. Burnsy, you picked this. This is mm-hmm. your type of movie. We had discussed an amazing movie last week in the road that you shot all over. So let's get your thoughts and feelings on Murder Mystery before we then, the rest of us hopefully, shite all over it. Aye, so I think I know what way this is going to go. Um... <laughs> what gave you that hint? <laughs> Well, even before even before we came, well, I think one one or two of made comments about the film before it, but after me watching it myself, I can't really even defend it that much. Like it is my kind of film, so I'm not obviously going to be slandering it as much as I expect some of you as well. But I think it sounds better with the wee synopsis you've gave there, Kel, than what it actually was. Like I think it's got a bit of cheat calling at a comedy mystery film because. I don't know about you, but I didn't think it was there was much comedy in this at all. Because <laughs> no. when, when I'm looking at it here, it's got tagged as action, comedy, crime, mystery. Like, I mean, it was... It's like, none of the above. <laughs> like, I quite enjoyed the... the Like, the 
them trying to find out who the killer was, that kind of stuff. That's like the murder investigation. That's what I enjoyed. But that's not what the film says you're getting on when you read the synopsis about it. I was expecting to be laughing and finding scenes funny and whatever else. But I can't even think of one scene where I burst out laughing. There might have been like few smells or sniggers or whatever, but that's that's completely a lot for this. Um, like the reason obviously I picked it was I don't think I'm sure you I'm sure it's not related to knives out or glass onion, is it? It's more just that yeah. I looked at it and thought it was like that kind of genre, and I thought obviously I enjoyed both of those two, so I thought this could be this could be perfect for me. Um, but compared to these two, it's obviously not on the same level whatsoever. Um, is this um, like I'm sure I read recently that I don't know if. You you'll be able to tell me this more, but was there not rumours that Jennifer Aniston and Adam Sandler like had a lot of chemistry and there was rumours that they were getting together and stuff like that and they had a lot a lot a lot of chemistry on scene and things? Like I didn't think they actually had a lot of chemistry sure. in this film at all. I would I hope think... not in the set of this film, considering Adam Sandler's wife is actually a cameo in this film. <laughs> oh, see, my I didn't even know that. You see, I thought both of them were now single, but no, got that point. I don't think there's been any stories about them like being a couple, but they're certainly like they're like good pals. They're in quite a lot mm-hmm. of them together. There's more right. than that. There's quite a few that are together. Right. Uh, Maybe that's where I've got mixed up. It was just an article I read, but I didn't think even they were that special together. Like I think it was more the story that intrigued me. Um like I think as well the start of the film's a bit weird because the background doesn't really fit in with the rest of the story that much. I know there's obviously the ending point where he's got his pal back at the police that helps him, but it goes in a completely different direction and it doesn't really make much sense to to where the film leads, I don't really think. Um, and, like, from the very start of the film, I don't know if this is because we've watched a couple of, we've watched how Knives Out and Glass on you, but I was quite sure that Jim Arterton was going to be involved in the killings for the very start because she leaves the room I thought that was a massive giveaway but I don't know if that's because the other two films that I've mentioned before how there's it's been something to do with the unexpected and then that's always the way they're going whereas I knew it wasn't going to just be like the sun or in fact something not obvious so they always they always wanted to be someone less obvious but for me that was kind of because she leaves the room that was the obvious way it was going to go so that was a bit of disappointment how um, it turns out that she's She's very involved in it. Um, did enjoy having got pieced together, but also like the concern like Jennifer Aniston's a hairdresser, she seems if she's really involved in it and it's probably as good at solving the crime as what Adam Sandler is. <laughs> but uh, they make also, it because she because she reads these books that are about European mm-hmm. mysteries that she knows all about European yeah. mysteries. And I think it leads it leans quite well into how obviously Adam Sanders lied to her about becoming a detective because even if you didn't know that, you'd be watching the film, you're kind of like, this boy can't be a detective, he's pretty useless whenever he's trying to, like, at certain scenes, try to, like, solve the crime or whatever. Um, he came across a bit of a donut, I thought, at times. <laughs> um, uh, I think it's just really average for me. Like I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't notice watching the film was maybe a bit of Formula One. So that was a wee bonus for me. Um, <laughs> but because uh, I only just saw the, the really brief synopsis that Kelly, Kelly read, it was just I think I was going through Netflix and just was it? It was Netflix. Eh? 
as I just right. literally read the wee first line and then picked it from there. That was everything. Um, all the only reason I picked it really. Um, I did think, as I say, I, I thought it was quite interesting in terms of all the scenes and how it, it was quite long-winded to try and get to the bottom of it and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's definitely not. I've I feel bad for you having to actually watch this, to be honest, because it's something that fitted perfectly for me. And I'm not even saying it's that good. So I can imagine if, whereas obviously if I was watching, if go back to the last film that we watched when we watched The Road, as I was saying, that wasn't my genre, but I could appreciate it. Whereas this isn't probably some of your genre and it's not a good film either. So I think you're going to like say it's probably one of the worst films you've ever watched. Daniel, what are you chuckling at? Uh, what, do you, what do you think I'm chuckling at? <laughs> Genre. I'll, I'll let you say. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even click on it. I said it that said it wrong. Oh, it's, it's definitely not my agenda of film either. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, I just caught a dino of a wee chuckle under his breath, and I thought I'm going to address that. Um, I think for this film, Burns, it's one of those films that it just assumes that the person watching it is thick as fuck, and you've got no idea what's going on, and it's going to be this really, really clever twist that nobody sees coming. And it's just a rough, rough watch. I think Adam Sandler in these types of films when he's playing this comedic role nowadays is really tough to watch. Like, you go back yeah. and watch his old classics like Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison, watch them now and they're even particularly tough to watch. Stick to, like, make more films like Uncut Gems where you're actually fantastic in it. And I just feel like this was really, really forced like, they've got a big cast in it. They've spent, obviously, a lot of money in it. Netflix have invested in it. Most Netflix-owned films are shite anyway. But I just, I found myself thinking, I'm not even interested in what the twist's going to be here. Like, it was just so far-fetched. And it's funny, because I watched this thinking, I think I've seen this before. And I think I watched this back when we first watched um, oh fuck, what was it even called? The Glass Onion, the first one. What was it called? Knives Out. Knives Out. Knives Out. So, um, when we done Knives Out, um, Sarah and her friends had decided to try and replicate us guys with a movie club of their own. Um, and I think they managed two movies before they actually shot it and gave up on it. And one of them was Murder Mystery. And I remember watching it in the background while she was watching it and thinking, this is just like any other type of film of this ilk. They're all very, very samey and similar. Um, and Knives Out does a much better job than what this one does. Um, yeah. there, there's one scene that stuck in my mind, and I was, I was pushing myself laughing at it, but not because anything funny happened. Um, but I believe, is it the F1 driver that gets shot in the arm? Who is uh, it that gets shot in the shoulder, shot in the arm? When? I don't remember. It's a very memorable scene shot. for you guys, obviously. <laughs> but one of them, one of them gets shot in the in the arm or the shoulder, and the actual police detective who's there at that point goes instantly towards him and checks his pulse. And I thought, Jesus Christ, guys, he's got shot in the arm. He's no deed. <laughs> <laughs> but they check, go straight for him and check his pulse, and I'm like, oh, that, that, that was rough. And I don't know why that stuck in my mind as being like that's really annoyed me. I mean, there's a lot of annoying aspects to this film. Like, it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's 
Like, all, you have compared it to Knives Out, which I expected to happen, right? And I didn't even like that. Like, I thought that was aimed at thick people. And this is aimed at fucking, like, super thick people. Like, they just do not want to pay attention to anything. Like, <laughs> you get, you, you sort of described all the genders um, that it can come under. Like, mystery, um, so mystery, action, comedy, right? See, if it had leaned into one of those and done it quite well, it would have been, might have been all right and passable, right? But it's, it's neither funny, n- nor was there much of a mystery, nor was there much action. Like, it, it, it's just, like, really poor, awkward dialogue. And do you know what actually annoys me? And I'm going to go on a bit of that about this in general uh, romantic comedies, right? Why do they present all married couples as just no liking each other? <laughs> Like, the two of them are not compatible for the start. Like, like at the very start, she's chatting up and up, which is basically looks like she's going to end up with that other loaded guy to come in his name for the film. Like when he's aye. when she's wearing the first class part of the plane or whatever class it is. Or aye, like she she yeah. she really doesn't seem to care about him in any way. And well, they're just together because they've been together for ages, and that's what seems to happen in these films as they go. Oh, aye, it's better just to be miserable together. Do you know what I mean? Like, fuck it. Who cares about anything else? And it just really annoys you. It makes me not want to get behind any of these couples in these films. And this one does it as well. Daniel, just to, uh, on a point here, do you recall what you scored the original Nice Out movie? Um, under the one? The reason I'm asking is a direct quote from you, and I did a bit of a short investigation backtrack through the chat here, like you'd stitched me <laughs> up with a while back. Um, as I had a look and we were discussing Knives Out uh, in the chat back in January the 21st, 2021, just so you can go back and check it yourself. And you said, and I quote, the Adam Sandler one is genuinely 10 times better. <laughs> oh, They're both shite. They're both terrible. Oh, um, I did have a look just quickly, Daniel. I did have a look because I was, I was looking to just out of curiosity to see what I'd scored Glass Onion before earlier on. Because right. um, I was like, I want to see how how I knew I liked it, but how high I scored it. You gave Glass Onion a zero point two five. I hated it. I really did hate it. So does that make this a two point two five for you? That would be compared to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna obviously lead on the fact that I was exaggerating for the effect. <laughs> but. The reason, and I'm going to stick with scoring this slightly higher than Glass Onion, is because it's less insulting. Right? See, if you watch that, you're watching an Adam Sandler film, you expect it to be stupid and you expect it to be shite. Glass Onion tried to pretend it's been better than this, and it wasn't any better than this. It just had bigger names in it. Just the same shitty story with the same shitty dialogue. Like, these types of films are just fucking garbage. Like, I, I hate them. And this one decides to be funny, which Glass Onion also sort of decides to be funny. And it, none of them are funny or mysterious. So I don't think it's meant to be funny. That's what confused me. I didn't really even. There wasn't any scenes that I'm like, oh, I should be laughing at this. Exactly. It's right. just Sandler with shitty quips. Like when he walks, when he goes and finds his wife in the plane and she's sitting in the first class, ridiculously big, but he's just sitting making stupid little jokes. And I'm like, they're not funny at all. Like I think he's never really developed that comedy from when we were in our early teens where it it might have said something slightly inappropriate that we we thought was really funny 20 years ago 
Whereas he still does the same jokes now, they just don't land as well. And he's probably on a tighter leash of what he can actually say compared to what he could do back then as well, which makes it even worse. I think as well for me, Kyle, is like when he was obviously in the young, when he was younger and he was in sort of similar films like you mentioned, Happy Gilmore, or like I'd also watched Billy Madison and he was in that as well. And that when he's that much younger, the jokes that he's making sort of land maybe better because you're thinking, like, because of, because of how he looks on the screen, whereas because he's also older and you're thinking, if he told the same kind of jokes, you'd be thinking that's just a bit weird. Whereas, it, so like, if, if he was, say, was, did this film when he was, I don't know what age he was now, and say it was like mid 20s or 30 year old or whatever, then I might have maybe found him better because you're because of who you're seeing on the screen. But because obviously he's a lot mm-hmm. older now, then it, it doesn't, it feels a bit weird when somebody's trying to make the sort of jokes that you're just like, yeah, that's not really funny. No, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Sean, had you seen this one before? Uh, no, I hadn't. Uh, I, thought, I thought it was pretty poor, just kind of really the same as yours. I didn't find it funny at all. I found the characters to be horrendous, especially the <laughs> the kind of I, I can't remember his name, but he was the boy. He was like the kind of uh, Arab boy. And he had this like oh, aye. one night that was genuinely man. I wanted to punch my TV when he started talking. Like he, like he was doing the bowing thing, and then he was like, "All right, bruv. I'm like, "Fucking, that was a bit more Welsh." But <laughs> I just, I find that I just find them absolutely horrendous. Uh, just on Adam Sandler though, like, why does he need to change anything? He's going to be on a multi-millionaire for stupid films like this mm-hmm. because people do watch them. Uh, people will go back and watch his older films it, you're absolutely right he hasn't really moved on with his comedy in terms of like over time he's got the easiest job in the world he, has to, he gets the right films that aren't that funny and he gets paid millions for it like, why should they change anything really I, I don't see why he should if he's getting that money it's just there's always a, a market for it because uh, I believe there's a second film with this but I, I just I find it just dead weak, like I didn't care about who'd done it, at least in Knives Out it went into more, more in depth with the, cust- uh, with the, with the customers uh, with the, <laughs> fucking hell uh, went in more in depth with the, uh, with the characters uh, obviously had to kind of sit down interviews and stuff like this, whereas this was just like as, as soon as the person's been shot they, they turn and they start eating food straight away like I know it's like a comedy and all that, and it's not meant to be serious, but it's that's just beyond ridiculous. Like I just, I just thought it was really, really pish, and like I didn't really feel like there was like usually in these kind of films, like there's going to be like a twist and things like that. Uh, whereas like, I never really felt like there was a twisty, a twisty. I didn't ever feel like they had solved it until the. Well, they turned it to be his daughter. It, it just, I just thought it was really, really poor. Like that, it's, it's, it's meant to be a comedy, which is meant to be funny. That the only bit that I laughed out loud at it was when David Williams turned up, because I wasn't <laughs> expecting him to be in it. That was literally, and that was just me laughing because David Williams was in the film. <laughs> there was there was no joke or anything made to it. It was just I don't know. I just found it really, really shit. Uh, and like, I, I obviously I, I did like Knives Out and stuff. I mean, Knives Out is ten times better than this. Ten times, it's not even close. And there's I was, stuff. I'm just going to add there. It's like, um, 
I, I, I think before I picked this, I was planning on giving you a murder mystery two to watch, but I don't think I would even put you through that. So being let off the, I did see as well that it must have came up pretty recently that Jay Mick had said that he'd watched murder mystery two, and he said that it's shiter than murder mystery one as well. <laughs> so I don't know yeah. if that murder mystery two is based on that. Let's say uh, let's avoid this. Just in terms of, um, I was trying to, I was trying to see there how much like this made, but obviously it's not been a box office movie. It's been direct to, direct to Netflix. But it says here that um, in the first four weeks of the movie being uh, released on Netflix, and based on a viewing metric of seventy percent of the movie being watched, there were seventy three million households that watched this in the first four weeks. Uh, was that no a different version? I've literally got like three lines of trivia for this, and that's just a variation of one of them. So I could give you the <laughs> other set of numbers that I had for viewing figures for this. But for what essentially this broke on Netflix's first viewing record when it came out, it was like over 30 million accounts. So you say you've got four people, like if you could get that over 30 million accounts, that's essentially people paying a 10 pound a month over camera. I'd be fucking see with Netflix again be shite because I'm on my missus's fucking login and I'm not in the same house as her and I can't fucking watch it and I'm getting served tight like this. They can honestly get the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> How do you have you on? I always have kale stuff for that and I can't even do that anymore. Uh, take you get your hand in your very deep pockets, Bonzi. <laughs> nice. I've got a, I've got a three month deal for Sky free of charge, so I'm alright. <laughs> Nice. Uh, you, should, you should take note of uh, get to fuck Netflix or Netflix can get to fuck or whatever he's, uh, Hunter just said that for uh, podcast names oh it's fucking bad this the way like it's so fucking bad like and do you know the one thing that they don't explain everything's very very fucking simple right but they, they never actually get to the point of why were they invited on the boat in the first place right because it wasn't part of the plan for any of the folk that were involved in the crime Right, so no, that guy genuinely just like took two random cuts on so they could so they could be there when the exposition of the film was explained to the dummies that were fucking watching. Like, you didn't actually know who any of these characters were apart from what the guy came in and went, "You're this and you're that and you're this guy, you're that guy." It was like you might as well have just opened the box of Cluedo and read out the fucking names on it. Oh, it was oh you mean when the billionaire when the billionaire comes in and he basically announces who everybody is? Is that what you mean? Aye, so it's just the exposition, right? They, they can't be bothered writing a story, so they just have a guy in the story come in, tell you who everybody is, and then die, and then that's all the character development that you need. Aye, not only as he came out and just said to everyone is, but also then aired out the grievance everyone would have with him with her killing him as well. Yes, this is who you are, and this is why you might want to kill me. This is who you are, and this is why you might want to kill me. <laughs> Like, now just uh, watch Adam Sandler eat some food for five minutes. It's fucking terrible. Like, it's so bad. <laughs> I can't even fucking get over how shit a film it is. But, have any of you seen the episode of South Park where Cartman turns into a robot and gives Hollywood ideas for films? Is that, is it the awesome old thing? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So, basically, it's like a robot just turns out ideas for Hollywood, and 75% of them have got Adam Sandler starring them. It's just like, and this is like one of the things he would have said like, Adam Sandler and Jennifer Ashton, it's like uh, Cluedo, but it's a film. 
uh, and then they'll go, right, that'll make a million, like hundreds of millions of dollars, and they move on. That's what this is. And then they've made another one, and they'll fucking make another knives out, just because, and then the fad will die off, and they'll fucking do something else. Shite. I hate all these films. Bring us in with some of your thoughts, if you if you want to. No, I, I, need, I need to give a nod of respect here and also an air of sympathy to the real heroes that actually are paying the £10 a month to get served the shit like this so I can watch it for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like your girlfriend? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Although we're now going to be under the same roof soon enough, so it's now going to be part of that. At least we only paid a fiver towards it then if it's a shared income. <laughs> But honestly, I it's I'm a type I was trying to give it the benefit of doubt so many times in it, but in all honesty, you can't like there's there's nothing defensible about this film at all. Like nothing to grab you in. There's nothing as you said, there's not it tries it does does it even try to be funny? Like does it try to be thinking that it's just basically Netflix have went, there's a budget. This is what we've got. Oh, that's fine. Folk are watching anyway. And they're right because all they need to do is put it on Netflix. Folk think they're getting value for money. Oh, it's cheaper than going to the cinema. Came out, I'd rather. Came out, my cinema World Unlimited is doing a terror. I'm going to actually get yourselves out your house folk and go to watch actual real new films rather than being forced fed shite that you get for here. Listen, I'm with, uh, here, here. I'm with you. I've booked two tickets for, and I, I know I mentioned it before in the podcast, and I'll say it again just now, but. Me, me and the daughter are going to go see The Little Mermaid tomorrow. Two tickets to the view, cost me £9.98. It's cheaper than Netflix. Excellent. Well worth it. We need uh, to have a cinema night after that impassioned speech. We need to all get to the cinema together, including you, Sean. watch it Barbie and then Oppenheimer back-to-back double bill. In fact, do you want to do the Barbie Oppenheimer double feature that everyone's doing? Oh, oh no. <laughs> We'll go. We'll do one, then we'll go for like something to eat, and then fine, and then we'll go and do the other one. No, you do what you want. Ah, there's absolutely no danger. I'm going to see Barbie and Oppenheimer in the same fucking day. We want to see Barbie. Well, Daniel, you've still got a couple of movies that you're supposed to have been watching. Have you managed to get yourself onto any of them? Okay, so the latest update is no. No. Just for that, I didn't get as far. Is thinking about watching one of them. Nice, 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 nice. Well, I was a, uh, I was going to bring up a movie when you mentioned South Park earlier, um, and you were talking about the different movies that are come based off of that. And I was thinking, God, the, the the writers of South Park done some random movies as well, didn't they? Remember Basketball? Basketball. Um, has anyone been to see the Mormon musical? That's them as well. The book well, the one that popped up in my mind, and I thought, guys, if you ever get the time, it was out in 1997, so bear in mind, I was only 10 when this came out, and I, mean, I remember, I do recall watching this movie, but if you get the time, the movie, uh, I'll read out the synopsis to you before I give you the name of it, it's, naive young Mormon, Joe Young, is recruited to act in porn movies. Can anyone remember what the movie's called? No. Nah. The movie is called Orgasmo. Excellent. <laughs> um, they're, they're clever guys like those two. They're fucking very smart. So Orgasmo's got some famous actors in it. It's obviously got uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, surprisingly, <laughs> acting as the main cast in it. And there's also got Ron Jeremy. He's in it. He's a bad she man. Just, mm-hmm. 
see what you just talking about porn films there. Uh, obviously, I, I got that IPTV stick recently, and it's got a, so like when you go and make the video on demand, it's got all your kind of like genres of films in there. <laughs> uh, genres. And one of the so like it's got like action, comedy, all of that, and then at the very bottom, it's got XXX Netflix. <laughs> I'd rather pay a tenner one for that, to be honest. I thought that was quite a, quite a cool name for a, a dirty uh, <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> Not that any of us in here would ever click on anything like that. Oh, never. Sean's had it on the massive telly. <laughs> no, it comes up with a with a continue watching but so like if I was sitting there with Laurie and she came and watched her and it would continue watching like whatever was on Netflix so I know I would be doing it. Should we say you're only two minutes further forward than you were yesterday? It'll be awkward as fuck but when I discover it so it's when they continue watching but I have not watched it. Sean's been watching the same movie for three months. <laughs> That's a bit weird. But uh, I sorry for putting in, I just wanted to tell you that. No, well, just listen, if you want to add movies into the movies that you'll never ever watch, but you say you will, just like Daniel, uh, add Orgasmo into the into the mix there if you wanted, guys. Uh, and I'm not paying for that one. It will already be on Netflix for me, so I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm joined, sorry, because I've got it up on IMDb here and it shows little trailer clips here. And it, just, there's, a, there's a scene just popped up where... Uh, the, the Mormon, Matt Stone, or Trey Parker, I don't know which one's what, he's, he's literally doing martial arts fighting to beat up a big gang of people. So it's, it's a really a weird film, but enjoy that, guys. Um, I feel like we've had more enjoyment talking about these types of films for the last three minutes than we did watching the whole of Murder Mystery. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's bad. Does anyone else have much more they want to say or add to this movie that Burnsy's made us suffer through? <laughs> I do, have, I do have two random bohems left of trivia. There's absolutely <laughs> nothing to find out. Nothing worth a note of reporting back a bit like the film itself. I don't want to bore you with what Can I just add something before you I This one bit of trivia might be of interest to our resident. No, you can't, Bernsey. Was no, the scene with the race start showed actual footage from the 2018 Monaco Grand Prix? I spotted that, yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't know and, it was 2018, uh, but I knew it was a proper an actual real race, sorry. Yeah. And uh, Gemma Arterton's character, Grace Ballard, cites Sex Machina as her breakout role, a play on the film X Machina. However, there is an actual movie, which, Sean, you might find on uh, Netflix called Sex Machina, a triple X parody date of 2016. So that might be on Netflix. I'll check that out when, they, when we're done here. <laughs> You need to get in touch with Netflix about a sponsorship deal here. I would happily segue into Netflix every week. <laughs> let's uh, let's call this episode of the podcast Netflix and see if we can get some attention for them. Uh-huh. <laughs> tagging them and everything. Aye. I think uh, the way it works is it's literally just a guy who provides a, a, an illegal streaming service is named at that. So it's probably just one man. Unless there is a... We'll find them, Mr. Netflix. He's got money. Burnsy, you were desperately trying to get in there for a little bit of trivia yourself. No, no, it wasn't trivia. It was just something I remembered that I I didn't go back to re-watch this part. But you know when Adam Sanders running to try and catch Susie, I think it is the character's name, 
and he falls over and goes flying into a kind of what is if it's like a market of some kind or something right. like that. Does does it show in the film that he gets tripped up by the Formula One driver, or does yes. that I know they refer back to it? Does it show that at the time? No, it doesn't or... show it at the time. No, it just like on, in the flashback, guy. I just wonder because I was like, I wasn't sure if I'd missed that because obviously I know sometimes when we watched um, Glass Onion, how remember the bit that you'd said, Daniel, how they'd swapped the glasses, and yeah. I think you said you'd spotted that at the time. Is that right in the film? Yeah. But obviously, I'd like I hadn't spoiled it, and it was only in the flashback or so. I didn't know if it was similar to that, or whether it was showed on the yeah. first time. And again, I just didn't click onto it. But even <laughs> with that, it was still. I think the big issue with this is because it's quite obvious who's the main killer. Obviously, that's it's kind of guess a bit. I swear that the Formula One driver's involved, but that's obviously not the main. I know he's the one that ends up in the car chase and all that kind of stuff, but you. He knew somebody was going to have to be involved, and obviously it's narrowed down that far with all the other killings that yeah. there's only so many ways that you can go with it as well. I Aye. don't know what made it better, to yeah. be honest. They painted themselves into a corner by having all the suspects murdered off, Yeah, which was stupid for me. Um, but I like, see on that point you were making that um, with the, I'm just, I'm, I'm too fully angry about how much I hate this film, right? but it, it doesn't do enough to establish any reason why you would care regardless of what's going on right but the reason that i like this i'm going to give this a slightly higher score than um no glass on your knives out is because it's at least you're non-sulted as much right because you only got to see him getting tipped up in the flashback right so it happened off screen so it's like oh here's a wee thing you didn't uh, see yeah. whereas in knives out they genuinely need you to be stupid because they show you and then at the end they go oh you didn't see that so like you need to, you actually genuinely had to be like super thick for uh-huh. knife work. Whereas this, at least they kept that little bit off screen, even though it was still shy. I think the knives out the characters were a lot better though. Whereas in this one, it was too. I think it was maybe too focused on Jeff Jeff Rasson and Adam Sandler. Obviously, for the other one, it was kind of um, there was a lot bit more interaction with our characters, and you maybe got to know them a bit better and there was sort of storylines going on in the background um like yeah. think about how Dave Batista was involved in it as as last he was going and pumping that other guy and whatever else. So even like there was there was a bit there was a bit more going on because you didn't really just know like all of them hated this guy or had reason to come. And that was really it. You didn't really get to know the ins and outs of MDL switch. So maybe that's maybe what they could have done to or make it more about a mystery, really, because they basically just turned up and he got shot. Aye, <laughs> or he got stabbed, basically. The other thing as well, which was stupid, which I thought is, is that now that I've actually started talking about it, my score's going down there. Um, <laughs> it's like the murder weapon, he gets stabbed. Who was it that starts touching the murder weapon and starts taking out his body and then putting it back in him? Whatever. What was that? What? That was just completely oh, stupid. See, to be fair, I did, I did laugh at that, but uh, when the the Ugandan guy, I don't know if it was Ugandan actually, sorry, but, uh, was it the king or something like that? Took your knife out and then put it back in. I did laugh at that bit, so fair play to them there. I think I did, I think I maybe did laugh a bit, but at the same time, I was laughing because how stupid it was, not because it was funny. But it see, was obviously, if it's a comedy, you're meant to be laughing because. But to me, see if they're going to go with that angly humour, do it the whole way through the film. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. They should have made it much, much more slapstick than. You wouldn't have paid attention to all the sh- bits that were shite with. Just make it completely comedy. 
and then it would have been better. Like naked gun and airplane and that sort of shit. Then mm-hmm. you hear about the story. I think that's the way they were trying to go down based on Adam Sandler's character, who was meant to be a bit, a bit a doofus, but it just didn't land where it was. Or probably yeah. it's a wee, wee foreshadowing bit. He's a he's a really bad shot. He's a cop. He's a really really bad shot, guys. Just remember, he's not very good at shooting. So at the end of the uh-huh. movie, he's going to shoot somebody and save my life. He knew yeah. that as soon as that word came out the mouth that he's a bad shot. I was like, all right, okay, so he shoots somebody at the end, then does he? All right. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, uh, oh. so do I mean? Even then, they're like, he was like, oh, that was a fluke. I was aiming for someone else. No, just say, this is, this has helped me aim better. Like, fucking lean into it or something. Don't, like, try and then play it off as a joke. I, I just, I feel like I was, like, annoyed constantly watching this film. Like, I feel like I was getting my intelligence questioned the whole way through it. Like, what the fuck am I watching this for? I feel like I'm getting slapped in the face. Um, and it pissed me off. So I think we should score this movie and stop talking about it. Agreed. Bunzi, you go um, first. So I did have, I originally had this scored higher than the road, but I'm bringing it down to the same as the road now, which is really only just because of the way, it's because of the, because of the genre of the film. That <laughs> <laughs> See, Bunzi, that type of comedy, you knew you were fucked up, but you're leaning into it now. You're leaning into the joke. Lean into it, lean into it. Lean. Don't pull away from it. Lean in. Is it because, it's really because of that, not because the film's anything special, but because I was glued to it because it's my type of film. But obviously that's still half half the, half the score I gave for Knives Out. So you can obviously tell that it wasn't anything anything near as close to my enjoyment for that. It's a good solid two from you then. Probably the highest score we're going to get, I think. <laughs> Well, listen, guys, it fucking thoroughly pissed me off, so it's getting a 0.25 from me. <laughs> oh, honestly, I was so close to saying this is Zulu Dawn levels. Give me Mega Shark versus Colossus over this. Do it. I'll watch Capone over this. <laughs> That's very maybe, maybe no. <laughs> uh, Sean? I'm just going to give this a one. Uh, Aye. Just because Jennifer Anson's in it. I love that. Yeah. Aye. There's not really much to say. Although I, I don't agree with it. It's nowhere near Zulu uh, really Dawn levels or anything like that. Like it's At least you can stick this on and it'll be over pretty quickly. It doesn't drag or anything like that. It's so funny because see, see in my mind, see 0 to 0. 0.25 is such a bigger jump than 4.75 to 5 is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know does that make sense what I'm saying there? Yeah, like, yeah. This is this is I would never choose to put this movie back on. And but, but I think Zulu Dawn is drastically worse. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean, uh huh. Yeah. Like, I, definitely. Like that Zero was going to be exceptional. Like exceptionally helpful. <laughs> Do you know what makes me aggressive about Zulu Dawn is how much I tried to like it. How much I rewound parts. I thought I didn't think I've quite picked up what's happened there, and then I watched it again. I thought, no, nah, I'm right. Nothing happened. <laughs> like... I think it, I think for me it's because if somebody tells you a film's going to be good, which obviously I didn't say this film was going to be good, like everybody was going in blind. Because if somebody tells you a film's going to be good and you're like, this is absolutely horseshit, then obviously it makes you score it even worse. Whereas I think Davy, for instance, said that it was class. You're going in thinking at least 
even if it's not your kind of film, you'll you like it a wee bit. Or some of the other films that maybe I've said it before when you have picked, not I've scored it like a zero point two five, but if if somebody tells you a film is class and you go in with high expectations and it doesn't reach something that affects how highly you score it because you've been that disappointed with it. Like the country for all men. Yeah, exactly that. I would say ironically, if you had went in and watched this film blind, you might have scored it higher. <laughs> <laughs> Hunter, speaking of that, what did you score it? Right, I'm giving it a zero point five, and that is a point two five for Jennifer and a point two five for Gemma, and then that's it. They're very beautiful ladies. <laughs> Do you follow both of them? Uh, possibly. Yeah. In the street. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Daniel. Uh, I'm actually pretty lower. I was going to give it a zero point five, but I'm going to give it the same as Knives Out as zero point two five. Uh, well, they can't my 10 times better comment on Twitter. <laughs> sure, I thought you'd appreciate the little read back there that you actually stitch them back up. Oh, it was good. I don't like a stitch up. <laughs> it is good when it comes off as well, because there's, there's no knowing it's going to come off before you actually you need to wait and hear what the other person's got to say first, and then you can pounce in. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, you bastard. Uh, Barnsley, what does that do to the overall scoring? 0.8. A 0 0.8. This puts us joint 179th on our leaderboard with Pokemon Detective Pikachu. <laughs> Detective Pikachu is much better than this. This is this is just slightly ahead of uh, the butterfly effect in Boondock Saints. Um, and just slightly behind Zack Snyder's Justice League. It's a good place for it, in amongst all the absolute garbage. <laughs> I'm not even oh, surprised. I knew after watching it that it wasn't going to, like, I was going to be the higher scorer. So, like, it's not even one that I'm kind of defensive about, which is good. Aye, just yeah. accepted your fate in this one. I know it was. I know it wasn't good, and it's only just because I I, I was stuck to it, even if it wasn't wasn't that great. No, well, guys, it's been a, it was a struggle to watch this one there, but we are into the penultimate. This is the end of the penultimate week of the seen and unseen for this season that we've done. We have got two movies left that are going to be coming over the next few weeks. We've got Top Gun Maverick, um, which is an interesting one because I don't know if everyone here has even seen the original Top Gun. Uh, if you haven't, I would suggest watching the original Top Gun as well before you watch Top Gun Maverick. No, thanks. <laughs> Just straight in to watch a sequel, Bernsey. You can get rid of synopsis of, the, of what happens in the first one. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to watch a film. I'm not, was it your pick, Kel, this one? No, no. No, Top Gun Maverick was mine. I'm not going to watch another film just to satisfy somebody's sequel. <laughs> no offence, uh, And then we've got the horror movie Smile, which I'm sure Sean will be looking forward to. Uh, I'll watch that during the day, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the sun does not go down to be 10 o'clock at night because you're like, supposed to have certainly here late night if you're watching that in the dark now. 
Well, two two more movies to come till we get to the end, then we will go into another cycle of seen and unseen. If there is any movies that you would like us to watch that you think we may have not seen already, please just drop it into the comments on Instagram. I'm sure Daniel will put a post up at some point asking for suggestions. Because I actually don't... I've got one in mind that I want to pick from a scene, but I've got no idea for the unseen at the moment. Has anyone else thought about it? I'm the only one. Say it again, Sean. It sounds like somebody's banging a drum every so often. Did you just not hear that, no? No. That's that marching band coming for the gallery, Sean. Uh, They're that's just that's practicing that's outside. What gone past your window at 10 o'clock at night, Sean? Uh, the only reason I've got one is like how Dubs mentioned Elvis, because obviously it's a film that I've seen and there's no many that I have seen. A three-hour movie. I need to actually think about what ones I have seen to try and if there's anything better because I did enjoy it the first time to be fair at the cinema but I know before we've said that the cinema experience always makes you enjoy films probably better than what it does when you're sitting watching it yourself too though I find I've got a, I've got a scene in mind um, but my unseen is still a complete mystery I'll need to start doing some research there's there's a murder mystery too <laughs> Well, let's, let's wrap that up, guys. Thank you very much for those that have stuck with us. Slightly shorter episode this week than last week. Um, Dubs, if you've stayed in with the end, we are expecting you to jump on board with the shite films as well as the good films for next time that you're on, just to, to bring this episode back to how we started it. Thank you very much for listening. As morons do bid you, farewell. Cancel your Netflix subscription, guys. Get on Netflix. <laughs> Get on Netflix. <laughs> Sorry I don't speak moron as well as you, but let me try. What the hell is supposed to do, you moron? It's a moron, that's not against the law. God, you fucking moron. I stop like Batman. Because he is Batman, you moron. What are you, a fucking moron? Ah! You moron. Drop dead. Moron. Whoa. Up here, you morons. Stepping morons like yourself. Me down, you moron. Hey, moron. Bid you farewell and good luck, morons. Bye.